The Cigar Dave Show podcast is presented by Diamond Crown. Sit back, relax, pour a drink, and light up a Diamond Crown as you begin the show with the general, Cigar Dave. This is CCRN, the Cigar Connoisseur Radio Network. Broadcasting from Humidor 1A in the Cigar City of Tampa, Florida, USA. Welcome to the Cigar Dave Show, your weekly excursion into the world of cigars, spirits, and diversions. The cigar and pleasure-friendly hotlines are open. 877-DAVE-007. Now, fire up a cigar and pour yourself a cocktail. It's time for the General Cigar Dave. We are closing in on the end of October, and that means the end of celebrating Cigar Oktoberfest. And on Monday, it is Halloween. Therefore, we will combine both events, Oktoberfest and Halloween. And I will greet you by saying trick or treat for beer. And just as I say trick or treat for beer, magically, Four freshly poured brewskis are right in front of me, and I'm looking at about 40 different beers, and I know there is no chance in hell we will get to all 40, but we will give it our finest alpha male shot today as we celebrate Cigar Oktoberfest by conducting beer-tasting maneuvers from Dunedin Brewery, Dunedin, Florida, the original craft brewer in the Tampa Bay area right near the Cigar City. And it is a tradition that we do every year, and we are thrilled, cannot wait to get started. Long Ash greetings and salutations, a Long Ash trick-or-treat for beer, snappy salute, semper delictatio. Always pleasure. Long live the Alpha, make America great. It is my delight to welcome you to Dunedin Brewery and the owner and proprietor of this uh, fantastic facility and brew pub, a frequent guest to the Cigar Dave Show going back, got to be at least 14, 15 years, Michael Bryant, the founder and the owner. Michael, great to see you again, and thank you for the hospitality. Great to be here. And we've also got Phil Ross, their pub manager, who will help us as we explore some of their great beers. Phil, this is your first appearance. Fear not, we will be gentle with you on your virgin appearance. <laughs> oh, good, thanks. <laughs> now, normally we'll get and talk about, uh, we always start the show talking a little bit about Oktoberfest, about beer, some background, but I'm going to change protocol today because on the board there are about 14, 15 different beers that are being served at the Dunedin Brewery pub today, and one of them is called Jackie Bones that immediately grabbed my attention so, Phil, tell me about Jackie Bones. Uh, Jackie Bones is our pumpkin ale. comes out uh, usually every year at Oktoberfest time, uh, right around the first week of October. It was named after a song by a band that frequently plays here named the Heavy Pets. They're a uh, favorite band of a, a lot of us who work here and people who come here to see them. Well, there's also a great movie called Get Shorty, which I, I loved. And there was a character played by Dennis Farina, Ray Bones Barboni. Hey, he talked like he was from Chicago. He talked like this. Hey, I'm Bones. Give me, give me, I'm going to whack this guy. That's how he talked. And as soon as I saw that, I said, Jackie Bones. It reminded me of him. But Dennis Farina would never be 
mistaken for somebody with cinnamon and nutmeg. He was definitely <laughs> more the, you know, the hard, hoppy, super, supercharged, you know, go. major international bitterness unit type of beer. But without any delay, I'm going to take that is the. That's the Jackie Bones here. Jackie's. Yeah. Okay, wait a minute. So, wait, I've got beer to cafe. Wait a minute. You sure about that? Ooh. Oh, you're not sure. No, no, I'm no, not no. sure. You're not sure. You think that one's it, or is that's it that? It. That's, that's it. it. Yeah. Okay. So I'm going to say cheers, and tell me about this. As I, first of all, the aroma, the cinnamon, the pumpkin, the nutmeg, off the charts. Got a nice, very dark, almost a reddish orange yeah. type of color to it. Yeah. Harvesty. Oh, did I ever make the right selection to start? This is fantastic. And what I really like about this is that uh, mm. a lot of pumpkin beers you see out there are uh, kind of artificially sweet or artificially pumpkiny, if that's a word. And uh, this is a, a real subtle version of a pumpkin beer. So even if you're not into sweet, fruity, overly flavored beers, th- this is something that a lot of people like uh, who, who wouldn't normally drink one of those. Uh, commercially made pumpkin beers. Well, Mike, you and Phil can uh, can host the rest of the show. I'm going to be just uh, <laughs> sitting under the tap and just opening that spigot and just drinking this incredible Jackie Bones uh, special seasonal pumpkin ale. So, again, cinnamon, some pumpkin, some nutmeg, but it's not overpowering. Mm. It's not like you're yeah. drinking, you know, a, a, a really sweetened beverage. Yeah, delicate. Mm. Mm. So, Mike, tell me about this particular beer. This is an ale. This is a lager. Tell me about it's this. It's a it's an ale, and it's um, you know it's not ran host, host you know it's got we don't just put grain yeast and water in it. It's got uh, pumpkin. Uh, it's like it would it'd be categorized as a vegetable ale. You know, well, which listen, ca- sounds kind of funny. You vegetables know? are important in your daily diet, <laughs> so I'm going to be drinking my vegetables on the show today. Now you brought up something very interesting. You talked about the uh, Reinitzgebot. Yep. That is the purity law that was signed in 1516 by William IV, Duke of Bavaria. It is the oldest food quality regulation still in use in the 21st century. And accordingly to this purity law, the Reinitzgebot, uh, only, the only ingredients of beer are water, hops, and barley malt. So you're in violation, but don't worry, there will be no yeah, fines. Right, not not here. And over no. in Germany now, everybody's Who, concerned because the small guys look, can't grow. We won the war in World War II. It's true. Who cares what the Germans <laughs> think? Okay? We won it. We do it the way we want it, as General Patton would say. And this is incredible. So, th- and I've got to believe this is one of your more popular beers this time of year. This is good seasonal. Good seasonal. We've done hmm. it different since the first. Our first, our first um, uh, pumpkin ale was done in 96. And when we did it, people thought we were crazy. They were going, what are you talking about? Beer, pumpkins? There's no way. This is awful. This is a terrible idea. They tasted it, and they went, hmm, this is different. But every year it changes subtly a little bit, you know, because the harvest is different. Um, everything's different every year. Well, you've got a kettle that's 775 gallons to my right and a mash ton that's 961 gallons. I'll tell you what. I'm not going to be a pig about this. I'll take... The kettle of 775 gallons filled with the Jackie Bones. And if you can have it delivered to my pleasure palace, I would appreciate that. That'll last me, I think, probably till next week. We'll work on that. We'll start working on that. All right, let's talk a little bit about beer that we'll get into Oktoberfest. Beer, the world's most widely consumed and probably the oldest alcoholic beverage. Third most popular drink overall, uh, overall after water. 
and tea. I thought I would think coffee would be in there, but that surprised mm. me. Mm. Yeah. And beer really involves brewing the fermentation of starches, mainly derived from cereal grains, most commonly malted barley, but wheat, corn, rice widely used. Most beer flavored with hops adds the bitterness, also acts as a natural preservatives. You can add other flavorings, herb, fruit, talked about some cinnamon, talked about the pumpkin. And uh, beer is strength of beer normally between 4 to 6% alcohol by volume, but it can vary between 0.5% and 20%. Beer, one of the world's oldest prepared beverages. Gentlemen, would you like to take a guess as to when cereal was first farmed and when they think beer first probably made its entrance onto the world stage. And we should know this answer. 5,000 B.C., I don't know. That's right. 5,000 B.C. Actually, 9,500 B.C., cereal was first farmed, but 5,000 years ago, workers in the city of Uruk, which is now modern-day Iraq, paid by their employers in beer. Hmm. Hmm. I can understand that. And you're still doing that today at Dedean Brewing. (laughs) It's amazing how that's worked. You know, here we are 5,000 years ago. Uh, So when we look, we talked about the purity law in Germany. And one of the things that I would like to talk about very briefly is the process of beer. And uh, we had a a great opportunity to do an entire show on home brewing. And we kind of learned the, we call it Brewing 101, but the science of brewing. So if you would guide us through, you've got your, your, we're right in the middle of the brewery right here. We've got all the different, the kettles, the mash tons, the uh, fermenter, everything. So, but the first thing, it starts with the raw ingredients. Right. And the first one is water. Got to have good water. Yeah, if you don't have good water in the first place, then you're going to have problems all the way through because the water affects how the flavors work together. So we have Dunedin water, which uh, Dunedin has won numerous prizes for water. Sounds crazy. How do you taste? When you, it's like being on that panel to taste water, you know, and come up with who's And Florida water. water is not that great to begin with, so this has <laughs> got to be good. Exactly. So we, we start with the Dunedin water, and uh, they RO their water. And they add back ions that are very close to Czechoslovakian ions, which is that's why their water is so good, um, flavor-wise. It's all pure, but just the flavor-wise. So we start with that. Then we got mal- malted barley. Well, Florida and Jack Latvala is going to work on helping Florida become better at And farming. for people that don't know that, Jack Latvala is a state senator from this area. Yeah, very uh, Who's very been, been in Tallahassee for many, many years, the state capital of Florida. Really, and really helped the beer industry, the local beer industry in Florida. But he, now he's moving to help local farmers. So we can't get barley here in Florida, and we can't get hops. But now there's some hop growers that are developing hops. Uh, barley can be developed. We work with Arcasanti out in uh, Arizona, and the University of Arizona developed a barley that can be brought grown in successfully grown in the middle desert so it's possible here so they're going we're going to start moving that way so we'll have local grains and hops available but now we have to get it all brought in so we'll have grain from anywhere in the world and it's malted barley it's it's a barley seed that's been stopped and then kilned and then different flavors out of the different kilning process hotter and colder processes um that's the barley part and that's going to get cracked in the mill brought into the mash tun and it sets long enough that it the starch can convert to sugar mark and malto sugar and um, we we do some different things when we're doing that you can do kettle siring you do all kinds of different things but basically you just bring that you wash hot water across that into the kettle and you boil it and you add hops and the hops give you the the bitterness that balances the the sweetness of the malt uh sugar you sanitize it, you boil it, coagulate proteins from the boiling process, run it out, 
put it through a heat exchanger. Uh, you got to add oxygen back in because when you boil liquid, oxygen leaves the solution. You bring it back in. Yeast needs the oxygen to uh, respirate for the first 12 to maybe a few hours later, and it gets going, converts it to alcohol. And then you got spent yeast, you repitch. Now, one of the things that we learned when we were we did our craft brewing show, home brewing, we learned about what the hops add. There's floral, spicy, fruity, earthy, citrus, piney notes, mm-hmm. and you use all those to in a different a different combination uh, with the flavonoid component of yeast and uh, the grain. All right, and then obviously the different types of you can also do wheat. There's some wheat right, that you right, can add, and then right. obviously at the end, we talked about cinnamon and pumpkin. That's added in at the right. end. Well, you, uh, when you're bringing wheat in, you'll put it in the, it'll be in the grain bill, and usually a wheat beer is, is 40% more of wheat. And if you do a great deal of wheat, it uh, makes your lottering process slower and all this, so you're usually about uh, 40% wheat, and then it's considered a wheat beer. All right, well, when we were at uh, Avid uh, Brewing, our home uh, craft brewing she's probably about three four weeks ago and we talked to jeff keller and connor meyer they really went through the science of brewing and the cool thing is everything you're doing here in this you know a mash ton of 961 gallons a 775 gallon kettle people can do at home exactly and mike is that how you were you a home brewer to start that's exactly how we started and uh started my garage perfected recipes supposedly we perfect recipes constantly they're always changing people interject all of our team put those things together but now we're taking that original brew system five gallon and we're going to start another facility based on the five gallon one so you can, that's where you start that's how we started that's where all the small guys seven sun around the corner uh, cooney over here they're all over home brewers yeah and let me just paint where we are geographically and we'll post a map but if you look at the tampa bay area of uh, uh, we're on the west central coast of florida Tampa Bay separates Pinellas County and Hillsborough County. Hillsborough County is where the cigar city of Tampa is, to the east of Tampa Bay. And to the west is Pinellas County. Mm-hmm. And there is the, the cities that are in Pinellas that are well-known, St. Petersburg and uh, Clearwater. Well, just a little bit to the west, right where the Toronto Blue Jays have their spring training, right on the Gulf of Mexico is Dunedin, a very quaint area, very close to everything. And you were the first, really, in the Tampa Bay area first craft brewer, and now this area has exploded. And just where we are in Dunedin now, there's probably about five, six, or eight that are sprouting up. We should have eight by the end of the year, and it's a walkable city. Uh, you can fish. Uh, people travel here to kayak, uh, flats fish, all that, and spend their the weekends in the hotels here. It's just great. You can walk around, and we're, we believe we're probably going to be the most walkable beer destination where it's all local, handcrafted brewers that started from home brewing and all this and uh, uh started with a passion yeah, started as a hobby state. as a passion yeah, yeah. and now it's a business making incredible beer and i know we've had you on for probably like i said 15 years and i remember that apricot peach ale the first time <laughs> you gave that to me i said this is a winner and here you are 15 years later that's still, still your staple still so we'll get to a lot of your beers we'll be tasting those and fellow alphas I have to tell you, I am looking now at probably about 30 beers. I selected about 30 different beers over the last couple of days. There's no way we're going to get to all of them, but I've just selected some key ones. I've got some from Canada, eh? I've got Australia. We've got our Australian contingency, so we've got some Fosters. We've got some special pumpkin ales. We've got Czechoslovakia. We've got Italy. Here's one called Santa's Butt 
uh, Winter Porter. <laughs> I just thought the name was crazy, so I bought it. So we've got a ton of these that we'll go. As many as we can get to, we will get to, but we'll post the whole list of all our selections at CigarDave.com. It is... Cigar Oktoberfest beer tasting maneuvers as we wrap up Cigar Oktoberfest 2016. Along with uh, Mike Bryan at Dunedin Brewing, we shall continue front and center. The Cigar Dave Officers Club selection this month is a Casa Torrent vertical sampler, including the Casa Torrent Serie 1942 from A. Torrent Cigars. This cigar uses the same Negro San Andreas wrapper as the Serie 1901, but from a lower priming. This cigar is medium to full-bodied with some spice. Not a member of the Officers Club? Get these premium cigars shipped directly to you every month by signing up today at CigarDave.com. In 1964, Jose O. Padron began rolling cigars bearing his name in modest surroundings with one guiding principle, always focus on quality, never on quantity. Nearly 40 years later, Padron cigars are recognized for their superior taste and majestic construction. The result of Padron controlling all aspects of the cigar-making process, including planting their own seeds, growing and curing their own tobacco, and constantly supervising the rolling room. To Wall Street, it is called vertical integration. To the Padron family, it's called making great cigars. The Padron lines include the Padron 1964 Anniversary Series and the Padron Tradition. Line. All Padron cigars are wrapped in Nicaraguan sun-grown Habano tobacco, available in natural or maduro. Experience Padron. For your Padron retailer, call 1-800-453-5635. When Padron is on the band, quality is a matter of family honor. Surgeon General Warning. Tobacco use increases the risk of infertility, stillbirth, and low birth weight. As a cigar connoisseur, one of the pleasures that we derive is walking into our retailer's humidor and seeing the latest and greatest in the world of cigars. Nine years ago, I had the idea that I wanted to share great cigars with the cigar lieutenants. So, the Officers Club was born. Every month, you will receive three fantastic premium cigars direct to your door, shipped in a very dapper Officers Club customized Ziploc cigar pouch. $22.95 per month gets you the latest and greatest in the world of cigars. No long-term contracts. You can cancel whenever you want. You enjoy great cigars right to your door. Names like Perdomo, Diamond Crown, Brickhouse, San Latano, Rocky Patel, Torano, CAO, Avo, Camacho, Greycliff, and many more. Join the Officers Club today. Go to CigarDave.com, click on Officers Club, and for $22.95, you'll get the latest and greatest in the world of cigars. Hi, this is Rocky Patel. On a daily basis, our personal rights, freedoms, and privileges are being taken away by the government, by the people who don't want us to enjoy the fine things in life. Cigars. Guess what? Socialism stinks. Cigars don't. So in order to celebrate life, we decided to release the freedom. This great cigar from Nicaragua has tones of coffee, spice, pepper, with a great underlying sweetness. It's got a beautiful Ecuadorian wrapper, fillers from different parts of Nicaragua, and guess what? It's priced very fairly. So go out and celebrate the fine things in life and enjoy your freedom by lighting up a Rocky Patel 
freedom. I promise you, nobody works harder than we do to make you a great quality cigar. Come visit us at RockyPatel.com. Surgeon General warning, cigars are not a safe alternative to cigarettes. General is conducting beer tasting maneuvers to conclude Cigar Oktoberfest. From Dunedin Brewery, it's Cigar Dave. We continue Cigar Oktoberfest tasting maneuvers from Dunedin Brewery along with Michael Bryant, the founder and owner of uh, Dunedin Brewing. We've also got Phil Ross, the pub manager. Now, I've got about 30 different beers that I selected over the last few days. So let me go over these. I think I've got them all. Yeah, I put them all here. So let me just, we've got them all chilling. So let me go in a row. First of all, this is from Dineen Brewing. This is called your Ritual Madness. Correct, Mm -hmm. Michael? Yeah, Yeah. So we'll talk about that in a little bit. But I'm just going around here. We've got Shipyard Smash Pumpkin. I was up at Shipyard Brewing in Maine this past uh, August. We've got the Hofbrau München Hefeweizen from Mm -hmm. Deutschland. From, let's see, I think this is Amster, uh, from uh, the Netherlands, Grolsch. Grolsch. We've got some Grolsch. From Italy, we've got some Peroni Nastro Azzurro. Now, last week I sampled from Goose Island Beer Company in Chicago, the Matilda. This is the companion. This is a Belgian-style farmhouse ale called Sophie. And we've got from Iceland an Arctic pale ale called Einstock. You don't see too many Icelandic beers. And then this is called Sweet Baby Jesus. It's a chocolate peanut butter porter from, uh, I think, Duclavi Brewing Company. Couldn't resist that in Baltimore, Maryland, where I used to reside. This is called Santa's Butt Winter Porter. Just the name alone, I had to buy it. I have no idea if it's any good. From Czechoslovakia, we've got Sheshvar. I can't wait to try that. From Hawaii, we've got the Aloha Series Pipeline, a porter made with Hawaiian Kona coffee. From Australia, we've got Foster's Premium Ale. Southern Tier Brewing up in the Western New York Theater of Operations. We've got their Pilsner German-style ale. You know, oldie but goodie, Miller Lite. Got to throw a few of those in. <laughs> Representing our Canadian listeners, eh? Some Labatt's Blue and some Molson Canadian, eh? And maybe you'll have a few Timbits uh, with that. Then we've got some Southern Tier Mocha, a stout brewed with chocolate mm. and coffee. Oh, yeah. I've got Milkshake Stout, Rochester Mills Beer Company mm. in uh, Michigan. We've got from Vivant uh, Brewery, Vivant, and Escofin, Breda Ale. Let's see what else here. I have got some pumpkin from Unita Brewing Company. I've got some Sam Adams Oktoberfest. I've got, this is cool, Oatsmobile Ale. Mm. Oatsmobile, mm. get it? Not mm. Oldsmobile, but Oatsmobile. And I think they're from Michigan as well. Yeah. We've got from Cigar City some of their Florida Cracker Belgian mm. Wheat. And then Ballast Point Brewing Company in California, some watermelon Dorado. I think we got a pretty good selection, and we'll continue front and center. The General is always on Twitter, delivering breaking news, giving you the latest intel on cigars, and battling the enemies of pleasure. Chat with the General now at Cigar Dave Show.
It's an exquisite day here at the Jensen Estate patio overlooking the 13th green. And we're underway. Jim Jensen has chosen his favorite stick. The Diamond Crown Number 4 by J.C. Newman. See the way he holds the cigar, Tom? Mm. Excellent balance and heft. Ooh, he's eyeing the silky Connecticut Shade Wrapper. Fermented twice for the smoothest, richest flavor. And hand-rolled by the Fuente family with a blend of six to seven distinct Dominican and Caribbean basin tobacco leaves. Each lovingly aged for at least five years. Oh, now Jensen's lighting up the Diamond Crown. He's got a precision burn, Tom. Mm, those highly complex flavors with hints of dark chocolate really deliver, Bill. Yes, like all cigars in J.C. Newman's premium Diamond Crown line. That'd be the highly rated Maximus and the Julius Caesar. Ah, now Jensen's settling in, rolling the rich smoke through his nose. Look at the satisfaction on his face, Bill. Oh, a thing of beauty, Tom. Experience the premium Diamond Crown brand by J.C. Newman at select retailers or Diamond Crown Lounge near you. Find us on Facebook at J.C. Newman Cigar Co. or visit DiamondCrown.com. For my monster from his slab began to rise And suddenly, to my surprise He did the mash He did the monster mash The monster mash It was a graveyard smash He did the mash It caught on in a flash He did the mash He did the monster mash From my laboratory with an unlimited and secure supply of pleasure sticks available for the general to enjoy, it's time for National Cigar Lightation Maneuvers. Trick or treat for Halloween Oktoberfest cigars. And I have pulled out, appropriately, the Casada Oktoberfest cigar, launched back in 2011, about five years ago. The Casada family decided they wanted to come out something very unique that would combine with beers during one of the most famous festivals in the world, Oktoberfest. So they blended a cigar specifically to be paired with a Marzen-style beer produced for Oktoberfest. Now, even though they blended it for a Marzen, you could smoke this with a stout, with a porter, the, the Jackie Bones Dunedin Brewing specialty with a little bit of cinnamon and a little bit of nutmeg and some pumpkin is a beautiful combination. Anything goes with this Oktoberfest. It's such a great cigar. Made in Republica Dominicana, uses a Dominican Cibao Valley wrapper. Nice chocolatey colored silky wrapper. The binder is a Dominican Cuban seed criollo. And the filler is a Dominican Criollo with Olor, Viso, and Lajero. So it's got three, four different tobaccos in this cigar, a very complex blend. And it comes in about four or five different sizes, all named appropriately. There is the Double Bach, the Kaiser Ludwig, the Krone, the Uber, not named after the transportation company, I might add, and the Das Boots, which is what I have. And this is a beautiful torpedo cigar, six inches in length, 52 ring gauge at the foot, about $9 suggested retail price. And this uh, Casada Oktoberfest will go beautifully with any of the 30-some-odd beers we're going to attempt to get to today as we enjoy Cigar Oktoberfest tasting maneuvers from Dunedin Brewery. 
Cigar-altering and highly sharpened leaf-exposing device. Self-sharpening double-edged stainless steel guillotine ready for action. Maximum BTU flame-throwing and heat-producing apparatus. Special Cigar Dave signature lock-and-load grenade torch ready. You can hear that. You can hear that. By the way, I'm going to make sure I stay at least 10 feet away from the tanks because alcohol is flammable. We don't want any accidents here at the Needham Brewery. We don't want any beer flambe, so I will make sure I stay away from the big tanks. Cigar pre-lightation checklist complete. No faults detected. Area clear of all enemies of pleasure. Approval to go throttle up in three, two, one. Perfect cut. I will gently toast the foot of this cigar. And gentlemen, you also have a fine selection of these Casada Oktoberfest that I have brought in Cigar Dave Officers Club pouches. Speaking of which, as I toast the foot of this cigar, Oktoberfest Das Boots, the October selection comes from Torrent. Eight Torrent Cigars, the Casa Torrent. It's going to be the 1901, the 1942, and the 1973. Great cigars that you will absolutely enjoy. They will ship out. Uh, actually, I think they shipped out yesterday and Monday. So you will enjoy those. Let me puff and rotate. Oh, listen to that. Gentlemen, feel free to light up. I know you're just looking at me salivating. <laughs> but go ahead. Mm. Thank you, sir. Outstanding. Mm. Nice, very smooth notes. Even though it's got a Dominican wrapper, it's very, very pleasant. It's not going to be overpowering. Goes with a nice Marzen-style beer, but again, a medium, medium full cigar. You can pair it with anything. And I've got, like I said, probably, let's see, I want to be exact here. i got 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14, 15, 18, 20. I've got 24 beers Plus, from Deneen Brewing, we've got 4812. I got 36 beers I got to get to in the next uh, hour and uh, uh, 15 minutes. It may be impossible, but we will give it the alpha male shot. All right, without any further delay. Scotch, bourbon, and beer. Commence thirst-quenching libationary maneuvers. Midday is never too late, never too early for beer and for coffee. And I love my espresso. I love my freshly brewed coffee. So we have from Dunedin Brewery a very special beer called Beer de Café. So, Mike or Phil, tell us about the Beer de Café. Yeah, Beer de Café is a uh, brown ale, and it is infused with coffee in our coffee. I can smell the coffee. Lo- locally roasted. Yeah, and, locally uh, roasted. Joffrey's wow. coffee. Yeah. Now, when we say brown ale, you get the dark the, the dark color from the roasting the the barley. The barley more. is killed longer, and it kills the uh, enzymes, and it turns it into a chocolatey taste, a more toasty. You go from toasty to chocolatey to uh, when you get the black patent to uh, just a burnt uh, flavor, and that's what's in stout. And when do you add the co- Do you actually add some beans or some coffee? Yes. How do you infuse after that? The, after the fermentation process, and then it's uh, infused with uh, coffee beans. The coffee, coffee beans, beans we get roasted in Tampa by John. So you're not sp- pouring coffee into the... No, no. As no. you're fermented. All right, so I will say cheers. Mm. Oh, that is so mm, delicious. Nice. Little coffee, subtle notes of creamy espresso, Chocolate, and dark chocolate. chocolate. Yeah, there's the beat. I mean, just fantastic. Yeah. Off the charts. This one's an employee favorite, too, mm. right? especially when they are uh, brewing the coffee for it. They brew 
yeah. uh, five, ten gallons of coffee at a time for it. So the whole wow. brewery just smells amazing when they're making yeah. it. And that is fantastic. Now, let me ask you, is that available year-round? We try to. It'll run out from time to time. You know, it, all of a sudden you get a surge of, you know, unpredictable and it's gone. And we get in trouble. <laughs> when it's gone, yeah. yeah when it's, uh, people don't like it when we're, when we're out of it. So. All right. Well, let's do this. Let's try a sampling. We've got a whole bunch of other ones that we're going to try. In fact, on the uh, tasting board here, we've also got some, I believe that is called the Pacifica Pale Ale. And we've, oh, not, not just yet. Not oh, no. just yet, Phil. We've got plenty of time. Relax. <laughs> Easy on. Hold your water, Phil. Hold your beer. And then we've got a Carl Cezanne, which we will get to. Plus, we've got another eight after that from Dunedin Brewery. But let's go to Down Under. We have a large contingency of Australian listeners. They are very loyal. They even listen to us live. Mm. And it's in the wee hours of the morning. So I picked up the small, just a small little can of Foster's Premium Ale. I think this is about a four-gallon can. I mean, it feels like that in my... Actually, it's 25.4 <laughs> ounces. Now, Foster's is brewed in Australia, but they also brew it in the United States. So to our Australian contingency, I'm, I'm sad to say I couldn't get the Australian version, but in spirit, we have the version that is brewed here in the United States. And this is a giant... I mean humongous it does not get any bigger than this this is absolutely huge so we will take a and i should say that this is an english bitter so let's do this let's i'm gonna split this around yeah, there you go ah, there we go nice so we've got That's some glasses here this this pours like ginger ale it almost looks like ginger ale when you look at it's it good color yeah good and clear. yeah nice looking color and it kind of it's got a nice green can Nice nose, not overly powerful, but this is a light body brew, smooth, creamy mm. mouthfeel, malt and hop character, uh, some toasted malty sweetness, citrus-flavored hop bitterness, dry finish, and it's a low alcohol by volume. It's not uh, anything humongous. Looking at this, uh, I'm trying to see what the alcohol by volume is. I know I'll find it somewhere here. 4.8 or something. Yeah, I think, it's, I think it's actually a little bit less than that, but whatever it is, it is not overly powerful. So we will say cheers on this one, and I will take a sip. Hey, mates, to all my Australian friends, my Aussie friends, long ashes. Actually, it's more sounded like Robin Leach from Great Britain. Cheers and caviar dreams with your brewski. <laughs> That's mm. good. That's a 5.5% according it to It doesn't the, taste like 5 This is no. very smooth, this Foster's. Mm -hmm. Nice toasty. Very, very nice. Toasty. Yeah, I've been known to put a couple of these in my cooler on a, on a good beach day. Actually. It's got some very interesting notes. I'm definitely getting a little nuttiness mm -hmm. on the yeah. almost like a nutty, like a cashew type. You can of, pick it up in the color. Too. Yeah, it's a it's a lager that would be a lighter a lighter look, but it's got a little amberness to it. It's nice. This is outstanding. Very nice. So, cheers to all our Australian listeners. We appreciate you listening. I know that. Uh, we're developing a very large contingency, and we definitely like having That's why I'm now the global general and the global alpha male. I'm no mm. longer America's, well, I still am America's alpha male in chief, mm -hmm. but I'm the global alpha male and the global general. Far bigger than yeah. just a United States general. <laughs> Far bigger. General Patton would be jealous. All right. Next up, let's go, uh, let me pick another one here randomly. So we went to Australia. So let's go somewhere. Oh, I've got one. Let's go from Australia to Iceland. Now, this is called the Einstock Icelandic Arctic Pale Ale. 
Now, this is very interesting. Just looking at this thing, this is brewed. I'm going to get the information that I pulled here. It is brewed 60 miles south of the Arctic Circle. Hmm. They balance three kinds of hops with pure Icelandic water. Hmm. And if you've seen the Icelandic women, hmm. how nice and cold and crisp they are, hmm. not in a bad way, I'm sure the Icelandic water is probably the same. And unlike any other water, they say, who knows? But it is a, they say, truly one of a kind, a, uh, call it a, let's see here, they use Cascade Hops, mm. gives it an American character, while Northern Brewer and Hallerto mm. tradition add just enough bitterness to make the ale refreshingly Icelandic. And there is this thing they have, I don't know what it means, but it's Drektu, Sigratu, Endukartaktu. Mm. I agree. And I'm going to use those words to pick up some very hot Icelandic blonde dames. So if you will be kind enough, Michael, to open that as we get ready to enjoy the Einstock Icelandic Arctic Pale Ale. They also have a white ale and a roasted or a toasted porter. So let me put that in there. We'll try this. That's good. Now this looks, this is a real deep, dark yellow, almost an orangey gold, gentlemen. Nice foamy head. It's got a very, very nice nose. Very clean, very mm. fresh. Yep. Say cheers. Mm. This is damn good. Mm. Mm. Hops oh, wow. really come out of that. This is good. Yeah, yeah. This is very a lot of hop flavor. You get the hops, but they're not overpowering bitter. Yeah. They, right, they, yeah. not overpowering you get the flavor at all. without flavor. the bitter. Yeah. Nice. Mm -hmm. Good looking label, too. Great looking label. <laughs> They've got a almost, this could be the. Flagship beer for the Minnesota Vikings. You betcha. Mm, it's mm. got a it's got a Viking on the side of it. <laughs> and uh, Einstock Icelandic Arctic Pale Ale. Mm. And let me get. I'm trying to. Th and we're going to put a picture of the other beers that uh, that they had on the shelf here. This cost me for a bottle was two fifty. Mm. Honeyed amber beer with a shiny metallic hue, aroma of light caramel malt, notes of grapefruit, citrus, and grain. Lightly hopped, upfront bittering, tailing into a touch of resiny pine. I think that's yeah, a pretty good yeah. description. That is very, very pleasant. Really good. Very nice. So we'll move that along. Mm. Great job. Outstanding. So we have. let's put that so we can keep everything. We've got the Foster's Premium Ale from Australia that we did. And then we went from Australia to Iceland. Reykjavik. I remember learning that in, uh, in third grade. Fourth grade. Yes, fourth grade with Mrs. Small. I remember that. Reykjavik, Iceland. And very small country, by the way. Very small, not a big population, but the women above average in terms of hotness factor. No question. The CD, FH, F, the Cigar Dave female hotness factor on the plus 10 scale. Zero to 10. Natural occurring uh, hot tubs. Oh, don't, major don't hotness. Hurt. Hillary, <laughs> negative 28. Uh, uh, and by the way, if you want to call me a misogynist to all you feminists, Come on over, bring it on, and when you do come over to show that I'm not against women, especially feminists, I will give you a complimentary uh, can of Barbasol shaving cream and the razor of your choice to eliminate your facial hair and your goatee and your mustache, just because I'm feeling kind to all the ugly feminists. You know, I love being politically incorrect. Can you gentlemen tell that? <laughs> Let's work. I can't, and by the way, when, when I run for president, look out, boy. Oh, I good. can't wait till the Dems start oh, coming after me. Look out. I'll be ready for it. All right. It. 
When we come back, we'll sample some other beers from Dunedin Brewing. I think we've got to try that uh, Pacifica Pale Ale and the Carl Saison. Then we'll dip into our well of brewskis, and I think we're going to go to Hawaii mm. after we go from uh, Dunedin Brewing. There, too, we'll go to Hawaii to Kona Brewing. I am Cigar Dave. The Global General, the Global Alpha Male-in-Chief, and we celebrate Cigar Oktoberfest tasting maneuvers on this trick-or-treat for beer holiday weekend. Download the Cigar Dave mobile app for Android, Kindle, and iOS so you can listen to the General anytime, anywhere. The Cigar Dave mobile app is presented by Diamond Crown. Search Cigar Dave in the App Store today. Hi, this is Rocky Patel. I'm here with my brother Nish and my cousin Nimish, and we're talking cigars. Guess what? They want me to vote on what my favorite cigar is. It's tough, but I'm going to go with the Decade. I love it. It's rich, decadent, and smooth. Rocky, you know what? The Decade's a great cigar, but the 15th anniversary, that's the cigar. That celebrated your 15 years in business, and I got to tell you, it's my favorite. You know what, Nish and Rocky, you both are wrong. The best cigar is Freedom by Rocky Patel. This cigar delivers a lot of spice, a lot of flavor, and in my opinion, it's the best cigar we make. As usual, we can't agree. But guess what? There's a great cigar for everyone. I promise you, nobody works harder than we do to make you a great quality cigar. Come visit us at RockyPatel.com. Surgeon General Warning. Cigars are not a safe alternative to cigarettes. America is under attack. Basic freedoms, privileges, and acts that we would normally take for granted are disappearing each day, including the simple ability to enjoy a cigar. This is Glenn Loop, Executive Director of Cigar Rights of America, CRA. At a time when elected officials should be thinking about education, public safety, and creating jobs, they are actually thinking about smoking bans, new taxes, and regulations of historic proportions on premium cigars. The cigars that provide us with pleasure, relaxation, and fellowship are under attack. We have to stop it. That's why Cigar Rights of America was created, to work for a new political day for cigar enthusiasts across America, to roll back restrictive laws and defeat onerous taxes and regulations that impact everyone from your local cigar shop to your personal humidor. For the price of a few great cigars, be a part of this effort to protect your right to enjoy a cigar without excessive taxation and cumbersome legislation. Go to CigarRights.org. Let's tell the government we've had enough. Join now, CigarRights.org. Wrapping up Cigar Oktoberfest with beer tasting maneuvers from Dunedin Brewery. Here's the Global General, Cigar Dave. As we celebrate Cigar Oktoberfest tasting maneuvers, Dunedin Brewery, Dunedin, Florida, in the Tampa Bay area. And I have to tell you, listening to this great Oktoberfest music from München, the one thing that I am, on one hand, I'm very sad that Cigar Oktoberfest is leaving because October, one of my favorite times of the year. You know, in football season, the weather cools down here in the sunshine state of Florida. I get to sample great beers. But the one thing I will not miss is how I feel my my body feels in these later hosen. It is just so constricting wearing <laughs> these every day for 31 days that I just got to get rid of it. 
And I am looking forward to getting back into my regular civvies. Looks at good, the end. It Looks really good. It's all about looks. <laughs> it is. Let me tell you, it is. As Frank Sinatra would say, my Mary Janes are biting me big time. <laughs> However, we continue from Dunedin Brewery. Very quickly, uh, uh, fellow alphas, we've had many, many emails and uh, tweets, Facebook, social media posts about the Cigar Dave Alpha Pleasure Fest in the Cigar City. We normally do it the Saturday before Thanksgiving. Clearly, we're not going to be doing it the Saturday before Thanksgiving because we are moving the date to early 2017. Next Saturday on the show, top of the show, we will be making a big announcement. All I want you to remember now is the date, Saturday, February 4, 2017. And we will announce everything next week. Tickets will go on sale. It's going to be in the Cigar City of Tampa perfect time of the year to break up the northern and midwest winters saturday february 4th big announcement on the location big announcement on the cigar i cannot i i would love to tell you right now but i we're going to give you one week of suspense but all i can tell you is the cigar is going to be huge very big worldwide debut very limited cigar for the next probably four months or so but it is huge We've got some, I sound like Donald, huge. It's going to be huge. In fact, maybe President Trump will make an appearance on Saturday, February 4th, 2017, 10 a.m. to 3 p.m. in the Cigar City for the Cigar Dave Alpha Pleasure Fest. So it's going to make a fantastic Hanukkah, Christmas, holiday gift guaranteed. Next week, we will have the announcement. In fact, Sergeant Steve, why don't we put up another countdown We've got one for President Trump until January 20th. We'll put another one next Saturday. We'll do it at, uh, let's do it at 12, how about we do it at 12.15 Eastern Time. So we will get that up and running. All right, now, we've got three beers we want to hit pretty hard. Next, from Dunedin Brewery, one of their very popular beers. This is called the Pacifica Pale Ale. It's got a very California feel to it, gentlemen. Mm -hmm. So Mm -hmm. Michael Bryant, Mm -hmm. the owner-proprietor, Along with Phil Ross, the pub manager, tell me about this beer. You go, Phil. This is uh, uh, what they call a session ale, which means they uh, brew it uh, specifically with a lower alcohol by volume, usually uh, below 5%, um, which means you can uh, drink it in a session, which you you could drink it all day long and uh, maybe not keel over too quickly. So uh, basically it has the characteristics of uh, of an IPA, uh, the hoppiness, uh, the uh, crisp uh, character. Uh, but a little bit less alcohol, so you can uh, enjoy it for a little bit longer before you need to take a break. Well, I've been enjoying for about the last 60 seconds the aroma of this beer. Now, again, I have seasoned, I have a seasoned nasal cavity, so I'm expert in terms of not as good as a my German Shepherd Sultan with his nasal scentability, but pretty close. And I can tell you I'm definitely getting a little bit of citrus, almost a little lemony, but it's a very refreshing floral bouquet that is on the nose. I'll say cheers. And, and that is made with Pacifica hops, which uh, the hops are what give it a lot of its characteristic. Uh, not a lot of bitterness units, I can tell. Not a lot of uh, bitterness on the back. Just slight. little bit hoppy, but very, very slight. But this is so smooth. This is an incredible beer. This is delightful. Mm. Easy to drink. It is very easy to drink any time of year, any time of day. Is this a year-round specialty? It comes and goes, but we're, it's there for conversation. You're supposed to drink it and converse. Well, when I call you to have a conversation, Michael, <laughs> I expect this to be untapped for me. This is outstanding. Now, let's go to the Carl Saison. Now, a Saison 
mm. is uh, isn't that a Belgian type of beer? It's a, typically, it's a it's a what they call a farmhouse ale. They brew them in the winter to be consumed during the summer. All right, in the winter to be consumed in the summer. It's got a almost looks like coffee. Or did I get that backwards? My, this has a I'll tell you this has an, a, mm. a root beer. Well, I whatever it is, I wasn't paying attention. Who cares? We're going to yeah. taste it. It's got a root beer <laughs> aroma. I will say, cheers. This is the Carl Zazon from Dunedin Brewery. Mm. This tastes like root beer. This is fantastic. A little clove, yeah. Wow, clove, some almost a root beer. The, oh, the cheers. Color. Cheers. Hour number one of Cigar Oktoberfest annual tasting maneuvers in the annals of history. Next hour, we will start off with the Kona Brewing Pipeline, which is porter made with Hawaiian Kona coffee. I got about 25 more to get to. We'll do the best we can. We'll make it count. Hour number two of the Cigar Dave Show is next. Keep sipping, keep puffing. The Cigar Dave Show podcast is presented by Diamond Crown. Sit back, relax, pour a drink, and light up a Diamond Crown. As you begin the show with the general, Cigar Dave. This is CCRN, the Cigar Connoisseur Radio Network. Broadcasting from Humidor 1A in the cigar city of Tampa, Florida, USA. Welcome to the Cigar Dave Show, your weekly excursion into the world of cigars, spirits, and diversions. The cigar and pleasure-friendly hotlines are open. 877-DAVE-007. Now, fire up a cigar and pour yourself a cocktail. It's time for the General Cigar Dave. I can tell you this. We're pouring way more than one cocktail, way more than one libation today because it is our annual Cigar Oktoberfest tasting maneuvers where we sample as many brewskis as we can to end a great month of Cigar Oktoberfest where we combine two alpha male pleasures, cigars and spirits and beer. So we've celebrated the entire month. It is sad that it's going to be gone. We had September for for National Bourbon Heritage Month celebrating American whiskeys and bourbons. Now we've got Cigar Oktoberfest, but we go into November and December and we will get into the holiday swing of things. We are at Dunedin Brewery, Dunedin, Florida. Joining us, longtime friend and guest, Michael Bryant, the founder and owner of Dunedin Brewery, pub manager Phil Ross, as we sample uh, probably 35, 40 different beers, maybe more today on the Cigar Dave Show. And we welcome you back, hour number two. Don't forget, follow me 24 7, 365 social media, Twitter at Cigar Dave Show, Facebook.com slash Cigar Dave, Instagram Cigar Dave, and go to CigarDave.com. We've got links and icons. You can just click on those and it'll take you right there. Now that we're really getting into the home stretch for election season, you can be sure I will be very, I'm always active, especially when it comes to politics on my social media feed, but we are less than two weeks away to make America great again. And we have the countdown for Donald Trump's inauguration. We will keep the faith. Some big rallies this week in the Cigar City. 
And I, I, one thing I just have to say, and again, I know some of you disagree with my politics, and that's fine. I can be, we can engage in debate. We can be, we can disagree without being disagreeable. But I will say this, that I do find that some of the media questioning of Donald Trump has been just outrageous. As an example, a couple of days ago, Donald Trump spent an hour, one whole hour in Washington after campaigning every day in probably four different states per day, rallies, meetings, fundraisers all over the place. I mean, he has been probably the most active campaigner we've seen in, at least in my memory. I never remember Ronald Reagan campaigning like this or Barack Obama or any other presidential candidate. He's all over the place. And the reporter for CNN, whose name, Dana Bash, who, let's just put it this way, she would not qualify to be in my harem because she's just too uptight. And she's like Wolf Blitzer. They're very, very uptight. She asked Donald Trump really what, I, what he thought was an insulting question, which I agree, saying, don't you think uh, taking time out an hour to be here is you're less than two weeks away. Shouldn't you be spending your time on the on the campaign circuit, campaigning? Now, he answered the way I would have, saying, you know, that's almost insulting that you asked me this question. I have been, and you've been traveling with Dana for the year. I have been yesterday in four states. We had three rallies yesterday. I'm going to have two rallies today. We've got a full schedule. Hillary has one rally every 10 days and goes to sleep. Nobody asks her, shouldn't she be out on the campaign trail? She's only got four events scheduled between now and Election Day. Now, she's got all her surrogates, her daughter Chelsea. She's got Michelle Obama, Barack Obama, all her lackeys that are going out campaigning for her because she's got to get a rest. But it is incredible. That, to me, in one nutshell, showed just how fraudulent the media is and how in the tank they are for Hillary Clinton. Whether you're a Democrat or Republican, and by the way, if Donald Trump was a Democrat and he was campaigning the way he did and a a reporter asked him the same question, I would say the exact same thing. That is an absurd question to ask. So I do find the coverage to be interesting, but we are in the home stretch Now, speaking of a current president, on Jimmy Kimmel's show on Tuesday evening, He was out on the West Coast doing a fundraising trip and uh, doing some campaigning, and he appeared on the Jimmy Kimmel Show because that's far more important than trying to solve the problems of Obamacare in this country. And he read did did a feature segment called Mean Tweets, where he reads mean tweets supposedly sent to him. And one of the mean tweets was supposedly sent by Donald Trump, and he said, and Obama read this, President Obama will go down as perhaps the worst president in the history of the United States. And Obama replied, really? Well, at real Donald Trump, at least I will go down as a president. Not so fast, Bolshevik Barack Obama. Not so fast. I won't call you my friend because you're not my friend. And you're an enemy of America as far as I'm concerned. But you are not my friend. But not so fast, as our good buddy Lee Corsa would say. But he then went on in another, tweet, another supposed mean tweet to invoke something that is very sensitive with cigar manufacturers right now that I have spoken about over the last two weeks. Barack Obama. Bro, do you even lift? <laughs> well, I lifted the ban on Cuban cigars. That's worth something. Ha ha, everybody laughing, everybody applauding. What Barack Obama failed to say in his little moment of comedic wit is that those that bring in Cuban cigars can do so now legally from Cuba and other countries. 
It is still not legal for resale. However, the Cuban cigar industry is not subject to FDA regulation, which the American cigar industry now is. They're not subject to the S-chip excise tax of 53%, which the American cigar industry is. They are not going to be subject to a user fee for the FDA to regulate the hell out of them, which the American cigar industry will be. They're not going to be subjected to stringent manufacturing practices and and inspections on their factory and registering of blends, which the cigar manufacturers of the United States will be subject to. So he can make a joke out of this, but what he's going to do is eliminate thousands and thousands of American jobs because of his political motivation to go after honest industries. And with a bureaucratic administrative state now running this country based in Washington, D.C., bureaucrats that are neither elected nor in any way, shape, or form have any authority from the people. They just do it because the administration says this is what we're going to enact and and basically ignore what the manufacturers and what employers are going to have to go through. He makes a joke of this. And frankly... Yeah, it's a little funny, but it's insulting because the cigar, American cigar manufacturers, and I've talked to, I talk to all of them on a regular basis, multiple times a day, multiple times a week, they are getting crushed, crushed by the paperwork, the legal nonsense, the legal, the legal applications. It's going to cost companies millions and millions of dollars. Boutique cigar manufacturers that you like, they're going to be gone. They'll be extinct. They'll go the way of the dodo board. They will be finished. So Obama can be smug and can laugh about this, but all he did was give an unfair playing advantage to the Cuban cigar industry and screwed the very people who are his constituents, the very people who his job is to protect and to make sure that industry runs and to make sure that their jobs are not going the way of the extinct dodo bird. He doesn't give a damn. And all I can say is I'm counting the days and seconds till this schmuck is out of office. Barack Obama is an enemy of America, and I know I receive emails from many of you calling me out on it. I don't give a damn. I don't care. I'm way past the point. After doing this show 21 years, I say what I desire. Political correctness be damned. I don't need a safe space, and if you need a safe space to listen to this show, then you can go out the door and don't let the door hit you on the ass on the way out. Period. End of discussion. With that, when we come back, we'll get into something more pleasant. And that is tasting of some great brews. I can't help myself. When I get on a roll, by God, I get carried away by my own eloquence, as General George S. Patton used to say. When we come back, we'll be rejoined by Mike Bryant and Phil Ross of Dedeen Brewery, and we'll get to some fantastic beers as we celebrate Cigar Oktoberfest annual tasting maneuvers. The October selection for the Cigar Dave Officers Club is a Casa Torrent vertical sampler, including the Casa Torrent Serie 1973 from A. Torrent Cigars. This cigar uses a San Andreas Criollo wrapper and binder with fillers from Mexico and Nicaragua. The Casa Torrent Serie 1973 is a medium-bodied smoke that is extremely smooth. It's easy to join the Officers Club to have these cigars shipped directly to you. Just log on to CigarDave.com Hi, I know everybody's familiar with the 95 rated Decade, one of the finest cigars ever made and produced by Rocky Patel. Well, he outdid himself. 
I'm here to introduce a new Decade Cameroon. It's got a beautiful African Cameroon wrapper on it. And when you put this wrapper with the wonderful blend of the Decade Cigar, it just takes it to another level. You get that little sweetness on the back of your palate. You get the cedar, the hickory notes with a little bit of spice. You know what I want to do? I want to just sit in my backyard or on my patio or a bar stool and enjoy the cigar. You can take it all the way down. I tell you, Rocky, you outdid yourself on this one. And if you haven't tried it, it's going to be at your local retail store. Go get yourself one. You won't be disappointed because this cigar, man, does it smoke great. The brand new Cigar Dave mobile app for both iPhone and Android devices is finally out. If you go right now, either to the iTunes store or the Google Play store, Search for Cigar Dave and download our brand new app. It allows you to listen to the show live on your mobile device. You can listen to all of our podcasts. The last 10 podcasts are always available. Cigar Dave Daily Briefings. Additionally, it gives you direct access within the app to our Twitter page, our Facebook page. We also have the ability for you to call the show during the show right from the app, as well as send me a text message and an email. We also put in a couple of bonus items. You can get a weather uh, uh, alert as well as an alarm clock. It is the brand-new Cigar Dave mobile app. You can listen to the Cigar Dave show anytime any place, anywhere. Go right now to the iTunes Store or Google Play Store and download the brand new Cigar Dave mobile app. Okay, people, we've just been awarded the Brickhouse Ad Account. Now, this cigar was named Best Bargain Cigar of 2009 by Cigar Aficionado, got a 91 rating, plus it's the hottest cigar on the market. So, we need an award-winning slogan. He's a brick. How? What about it's not your grandfather's cigar? Ah, it's been done. Next? How about good to the last draw? Ah, something original, people. You deserve a brick today? Now, who are you? Do you even work here? Excuse me, sir. Am I to understand that every Brickhouse cigar is built with all the flavor and quality of the premium cigars of yesteryear? Yesteryear? Really? That's right, Bixby. But yeah, it costs around five bucks each. Indeed. Well, sir, people don't really need a slogan. They don't? No, sir. Then what do they need? Five bucks and a comfortable chair. Five bucks and a comfortable chair, genius! Meet the perfect cigar to share with friends. Brickhouse by J.C. Newman. Handmade in Nicaragua with a fine Havana Subido wrapper. Brickhouse starts out earthy and crisp and burns well-rounded and smooth. Nothing stands the test of a good time like a Brickhouse. For more, visit BrickhouseCigars.com. Catch up on the entire month of Cigar Oktoberfest with our podcasts, available anytime at CigarDave.com. Well, one thing is for sure, after we conclude the annual Cigar Oktoberfest beer tasting, the accordion will be put away in Command Center Alpha at least until early October of 2017. And just a quick reminder that the big announcement next week for the Cigar Dave Alpha Pleasure Fest that will be taking place in the Cigar City of Tampa, Saturday, Feb 4, 2017. We have the date. The announcement will be made next week, 12.15 Eastern Time on the Cigar Dave Show. We have a counter on the uh, homepage at CigarDave.com. So we will give you all the details. It is going to make a great holiday gift. It is going to be fantastic. And as we continue from 
Dunedin Brewing with Michael Bryant, the founder and owner, Phil Ross Pub Manager. Michael, you will be participating as well, so we're looking forward to having you. Some great beers, and maybe we'll do something special for that big Alpha Pleasure Fest event. We can't give any other details, but I know that part of the fun is going to be me coming over here working on the on the blend and formulation. Bring a big humidor. Bring Not a, a problem. Bring a big humidor. Uh, we've got plenty of cigars we brought for you, so we're we're going to go. By the way, you've got a great sign. No sniveling. This is definitely not a safe space for wussified beta males. Not allowed. Not allowed, but I love that sign. All right. Uh, we've got, as I said, I selected, we've got the whole list at CigarDave.com, probably about 40 different beers between what I selected and what we have at Dunedin Brewing. So next up, we're going to go out to the West Coast. And we're going to go to Hawaii. Kona Brewing Company out in Hawaii. Their Aloha series. It's called their Pipeline Porter. It is a smooth and dark beer, distinctive roasty uh, aroma, earthy complexity. They use a diverse group of premium malted barley. And they unite this with freshly roasted 100% Kona coffee. So, Michael, if you would be kind enough to open that up in a nice bottle. Fantastic. We will pour that. Boy, that looks exactly like a deep, dark espresso. Mm, yes. I will say cheers. I got cold coffee. Wow, incredible aroma. Very coffee-like. Mmm. Mmm. Coffee and that, beer, are there, are there, is there I'll anything better? <laughs> this is a beer that is so smooth, you can't tell if it's more beer or more coffee. That's pretty good. Hmm. That's very nice. Hmm. This goes great. By the way, this would go nice. great, believe it or not, with either a mild-bodied cigar, Connecticut Shade Wrapped Cigar, which is mild and creamy, or it would go great with a Maduro cigar. And you're saying, well, wait a minute. This is a dark porter with some coffee infusion. This is going to be way too powerful. It's not. It's very hmm. smooth. There's no bitterness whatsoever. Very, very smooth. I'm trying to find Clean. out what the alcohol by volume is on here. Wait. I'll see if I can find it here. Tough to see here, but um, 5.3%. That surprises yeah. me. I yeah. thought it would be yeah. less than that, yeah. but very, very nice. What do you think, Michael? That's good. Very clean. It could, it could be hot or warm. Phil? Uh, real smooth, real smooth finish. Like you said, no bitterness. Uh, you, you get the real sweet taste of the coffee in the beer without, without it killing you with the coffee breath afterwards. Now, next, I found this beer, and as soon as I saw it, I said, I have got to get it. And one of the ways that I select beer is if I see something, either the label sticks out or there is something that just grabs me, whether it is the name, the label, some ingredient, I grab it. Well, this beer from California, from San Diego, California, People's Republic of California, called Ballast Point Brewing Company, it is a watermelon Dorado beer. It is double India pale ale with natural flavors. A fresh mm. twist on a heavy hitter. So when I saw this... I said, I absolutely mm -hmm. have to pick this up. So, let me clean out the glass here, and we will open this up. All right. Uh, ooh. This looks very, very fresh. Very fresh. We will pour that. This is serious. Wait, you, the aroma yeah. on this thing is off the charts. Oh, yeah. Well, yeah. Off the charts. Those hops are in there. Definitely the hoppiness, but you definitely get a little bit of yeah, that watermelon, like that subtle watermelon juice. Oh, yeah. Which is very hard, very hard. Watermelon, think of watermelon, how it's just, what, 98% water. 
So where it's that's where correct. you get the flavor, you know, it's now, just this, so hard to do. This is ten percent alcohol by volume, so I'll say mm, cheers. This is the nice. Ballast Point Watermelon Dorado. Let's take a sip. Mm. Wow. Mm. Well, again, goes down really easily for a for a double IPA. Right, oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, right at the back, you get that watermelon note. Oh yeah. Right at the back. That alcohol is just hidden mm. in there, isn't it? But then the watermelon tames it down at the end. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That, all right, so let's talk about this. This is an American Double uh, Pale Ale Imperial IPA, 10% alcohol by volume. It's a murky golden orange color, a very, very foamy tan head. Mm -hmm. The aroma, definite some citrus fruit, some of the watermelon. Fresh is what I would consider yeah. it, but very zesty. Can feel the alcohol, a little bit of the hoppiness, but it is so tamed by that watermelon. Yeah, and the alcohol dries the tongue and mm. brings that. Yeah. I have to say, this is a five star selection. And I'm not usually an imperial IPA, not my thing, but very, very pleasant. Yeah, very good. Magnificent. And we'll have pictures up. Of, we, have, we will have pictures. We are sending out pictures of all of these various beers. So, so far, I don't know how. What, what's the count at? We've had four, five, six, seven, eight. Gentlemen, we've got to really step it up in here. Trouble. We've got to be like alpha males here. We really need to step this thing up here. So let's see. We've got up, uh, about three minutes in this segment. I'll tell you what we're going to do. Let's go to our friends, neighbors to the north, shall we? Mm. Canada, eh? Hey. Oh, Canada, our home and native land, eh? I'll have some Tim Hortons donuts, some Timbits, eh? <laughs> New some poutine. All right. When you think about I grew up in Buffalo, right across the border <laughs> from Canada. Big beers that were sold in Buffalo, Canadian beers. You've got Labatt's Blue, eh? Now, whenever you talk about Canadian beers, you always have to end it in A, like the Great White North, eh? So some Labatt's Blue Canadian Pilsner, eh? And some Molson Canadian, eh? Now, there's also another beer that I couldn't find called Molson Brodeur. That was about a 10% alcohol by volume. That was big, but you've got Molson Canadian, and there's Molson Golden as well. But we've got Labatt's Blue Canadian Pilsner, and Molson Canadian, which is a lager. So if you will open both of those up, we will sample both of those. And again, Labatt's Blue, you can't go wrong. These are staples of Canada. They're mild. They're not going to be overpowering. They're going to be very, very pleasant. They're not going to hit you hard. So let us do this. We'll take the Labatt's Blue first. We'll which pour one that. was the favorite of the McKinsey brothers? Was it Labatt's Blue? I don't know, you hoser, eh? <laughs> Who knows? It's like a Canadian, eh? Canadian with some Tim Hortons coffee, eh? I'm surprised they haven't taken a Labatt's Blue and a Molson Canadian and, and, and melted it with some, some mm. Tim Hortons coffee. So Timmy's great, eh? So this is a Canadian Pilsner. So tell us about a Pilsner. Hmm, Pilsner is a lager. And kind of a uh, Czech style, isn't Czech it? Czechoslovakia, yep. a monk um, mm. smuggled away some yeast. Say some cheers. lager yeast, and uh, took it to Czechoslovakia, and Czechoslovakian water, grain, where the hops are grown, uh, so uh, so uh, delicate, and uh, they're just unbelievable. And uh, that's what makes this beer. May as well style. drink water. I mean, no, it's, it's, it's very smooth and refreshing. Now, we're going to try the Molson Canadian, which is a lager mm. beer. I'll say cheers. It uses Canadian water, eh? Uh-oh. Yeah, this is a little bit hardier, but both are mm. very mild. But here's what you're looking for. You're looking for a mild beer. It's hot in the summer. You want something cool and refreshing, a Molson Canadian or a mm -hmm. Labatt's Blue, the two largest selling beers in Canada. Eh? Yep, great We job. will continue. Eh? 
Now I'm going to be talking like a Canadian the entire rest of the show, eh? Now let me get my damn Timbits and some <laughs> poutine, and we'll go to town, eh, in Toronto. All right, we will continue. It is Cigar Oktoberfest annual beer tasting maneuvers. Molson Canadian Labatt's Blue down the hatch. You, you need to add some alpha to your Facebook news feed. By following The General, you'll get the latest intel in the world of cigars, info on the show each week, and see what The General is smoking. Click like at Facebook.com slash Cigar Dave. In 1964, Jose O. Padron began rolling cigars bearing his name in modest surroundings with one guiding principle, always focus on quality, never on quantity. Nearly 40 years later, Padron cigars are recognized for their superior taste and majestic construction. The result of Padron controlling all aspects of the cigar-making process, including planting their own seeds, growing and curing their own tobacco, and constantly supervising the rolling room. To Wall Street, it is called vertical integration. To the Padron family, it's called making great cigars. The Padron lines include the Padron 1964 Anniversary Series and the Padron Tradition. Line. All Padron cigars are wrapped in Nicaraguan sun-grown Habano tobacco, available in natural or maduro. Experience Padron. For your Padron retailer, call 1-800-453-5635. When Padron is on the band, quality is a matter of family honor. Surgeon General Warning. Tobacco use increases the risk of infertility, stillbirth, and low birth weight. General is conducting beer tasting maneuvers to conclude Cigar Oktoberfest. From Dunedin Brewery, it's Cigar Dave. We continue Cigar Oktoberfest annual beer tasting maneuvers from Dunedin Brewery, Dunedin, Florida. Almost uh, just about a mile, not even, from the Gulf of Mexico. And there will be no swimming in the Gulf of Mexico after consuming all these beers today. Michael Bryan, the founder and owner of Dunedin Brewery, the first craft brewery in the entire Tampa Bay area, joins us along with Phil Ross, the pub manager. And we were talking, gentlemen, uh, after the last segment about how I grew up in Buffalo. Phil, you grew up in Saratoga, uh, Saratoga up in uh, the Albany uh, neck of the woods. And when way back, I remember beers were regional. Yes, you had national brands, but growing up in Buffalo, Iroquois beer was very big. You had Genesee. I remember the great outdoors in a glass, Jenny Cream Ale. When you think about it, Pabst and Schlitz, those were initially regional brands from uh, Wisconsin. And anywhere you go, you really saw that. I don't know about mm-hmm. Florida, Michael. Well, we were, I'm from Louisville, and we had Ertl's 92. Ertl's, right. And Fall City. And that was, then, then they all of a sudden became combined, but Back then, you had your own regional. That's right. Then it became giant nationals. Mm-hmm. 
And then now we've gone back to where regional craft brews yeah, have made a big hoping. comeback. And now, because it's become so popular, if you can't beat them, join them. The large manufacturers, <laughs> the large brewers, are now buying, gobbling up a lot of these yeah, craft yeah, brewers. Yeah. Which is uh, hurting our, our selection and the, the uh, creativity of, uh, of the brewer growing into something and the region having something to be proud of, like a football team. You know? now, now, we left off at Labatt's Blue in Molson, Canadian. We have a Pilsner, a Czech-style Pilsner as well as a lager. Very mild, very mellow. You can drink those. Literally, you can drink those like water. They're so tame. So when we do these, we do some exotic beers. We do some unique beers, craft beers. But we've got to go back to an old standard, Miller Lite. Tastes great, less filling. But now Miller Time has a Vortex bottle. It's very scientific. I have no idea what this Let's see the Vortex go down. Oh, oh, look at that Vortex. Unbelievable yeah, yeah. in the Vortex <laughs> bottle. All right, so Miller Lite, which now is part of, there's been so much consolidation. Miller Lite is now part of Molson Coors. Hmm. They just acquired that. So pour yourself some of that. Again, that's going to be very, very mild. That's not going to be overpowering. This is a lager, but a light lager. And Miller Lite was the first to really reduce the caloric content to what? About 100 calories, something like yeah. that? Made being healthy. Yeah, exactly. I, I will give it to Miller Lite out of all the light beers uh, out there. It's it's the one to me that it tastes the most like beer. Uh, mm. You know, if I'm out on the boat on a real hot day and I just want something to go down, I don't want to get drunk. And, uh, this tastes like know, beer? Okay. Uh, well, well, it's the most similar to, to beer. When you're used to craft beer and we're, we're, getting some, yeah. right, well, we're getting some very, very incredible notes and tastes and aromas, and you go to a Miller Lite or a Labatt's Blue and Molson, not that there's anything wrong with them. Mm-hmm. I want to make that very clear because they're still sold in it's, by yeah, the billions. Very hard to bake. Right. But it just, we're used, it's like, it, it's like single malt scotch going to a blended whiskey. When you mm-hmm. find unique distilleries and you get those unique nuances and those tastes, that's what your people mm-hmm. are gravitating for. So there's yeah. no question. Mm. Absolutely not. That's very nice. That is fantastic. I mean, not like what I would consider... Super, super fantastic. I sound like Donald Trump now. It's not super fantastic, but it's not bad fantastic. <laughs> if you're out I at sa- lunch and you're trying to decide between a maybe a club soda or a beer, you know. No, I sound like go. a <laughs> politician is what I sound like now. You know, playing both sides of the fence. It's good, it's bad, it's not good, it's great, whatever. Take a position. But th- exactly, you got it. I, I prefer the missionary or doggy. However, that being said... <laughs> That's why people listen to the show, because we're not politically That's correct. Right. Now, again, so Miller Lite, you can get it everywhere. We'll put that in the, uh, in the lineup of our beers. The cellar. Now we're going to go. We tried a Pilsner, which was Molson Canadian. Uh, correction, Labatt's Blue. This is called Chechvar, C-Z-E-C-H-V-A-R original. This is a Czech Republic lager. Now, before we get into the lagers, let's talk about the Czech dames. Are you familiar with Czech women? Hmm. Somewhat. You should really be more than somewhat. I'm very familiar with Czech dames. And I will tell you, they are very elegant. They meet all the standards to be in the harem. Mm. They're, they're exotic. They're elegant. They have a lot of class. Very, very hot. And if you can import, it's like importing your beer. If you can import well, some mm, Czech women, mm-hmm, absolutely mm-hmm. import life, them. Life, life begins there. Oh, uh, unbelievable. The Eastern, it is amazing. You know, remember the Eastern Bloc countries, Russia? Mm. You remember those big Russian women that were about 4'10 on a good day that had the facial hair, the babushkas? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. No more. Oh, the yeah. Eastern oh, Republic yeah. in Russia has changed. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yes, they, they have met the Western world. 
and it is incredible. But this particular beer that we're going to enjoy is from the Czech Republic. It is a Czech Pilsner, classic Pilsner, brewed by the original company, very famous name, golden in color, classic spicy fruity aromas, not going to be overly sharp, not going to be overly bitter. It's going to be relatively smooth, which is what a Czech Pilsner is. We'll pour that and say mm. cheers to all. Oh, yeah. Cheers. Mm. Nice malt. Now, big malty notes without any question. Very big malty notes on the nose. You can taste it right off the bat. Different, almost yeah. like a yeasty type of aroma. Not fruity, not citrusy. Nice head. Nice mm. dense head. A little Again. more uh, body than the, uh, I've had the Pilsner or Cal a lot, which is the other really popular Correct. Czech Pilsner. And uh, th- this has got a little more body than that. Yeah, that's sure. why I select this, because they were both side by side. Yeah. But again, when we look at a Canadian Pilsner, Labatt's Blue, and compare this, mm. this Chechvar, a little bit more on the body. Not overly yeah. powerful, not a lot of bitterness, but definitely more on the... Probably more on the, the grain bill. The grain bill's more grain. Less hoppy. You know, yeah. But nice. Yeah, just uh, malt forward. Really All right, nice. beautiful. Well, I think it is time after sampling, let's see, one, two, three, six, seven, eight beers so far. We've got 12 that we've done so far, but eight from around the world. We have the Foster's Premium Ale from Australia, the Einstock from Iceland, the Kona Brewing Pipeline from Hawaii, Ballast Point Watermelon from California, Labatt's Blue, Bolson Canadian from Canada, Miller Lite from the U.S. and A. and Chechvar from the Czech Republic. Now we're going to back, going back to the, the Sunshine State here in Dunedin, Florida. Dunedin Brewery, one of the great craft brewers in America, first craft brewer in the Tampa Bay area. And now we're going to try four top-notch beers. We're going to start off with the Lonely Planet. So, Phil, tell me about the Lonely Planet. Uh, this is absolutely one of my favorite beers that I've ever tasted in this place. Uh, it is a oatmeal porter uh, made with uh, chocolate and coffee. Now, again, looking at this, this is pitch black. This looks like espresso to the max. This looks like a quadruple espresso. Yeah. A nice aroma, very smooth. Now, porters tend to come out more during the winter because they're a little heavier, fuller body. You kind of want to drink them when the weather's cooler. And where out. porters uh, originate from? Where originally? England. England. England was a uh, porters. It was a beer, a blend that porters could afford to have when they worked. Gotcha. Now, looking at this, this is like a Maduro cigar. You'd look at it and say, "My God, this is so dark. This is going to blow me off the charts. It's going to be too full, too powerful, too spicy. Just the opposite. This is incredibly sweet. Nice and dry." Yeah, very nice. Uh, oatmeal porters tend to be very smooth, and then you, you add the chocolate to that. And so it, this is oatmeal. Just, it, yes. Very nice. And I, I think uh, Mr. Bryant could could uh, explain more the process of uh, how you brew beer from oatmeal than I could. Yeah, we just throw it in, throw it in the mash tun. you got to watch it. It gelatinizes, so you got to just be careful, but it adds a creaminess to it. It's uh, like oatmeal. Ah, really speaking nice. of oatmeal, Mm-mm. I found a beer called Oatsmobile Ale, Session Pale Ale Brewed with Oats. And this is from Michigan. It is from Bell's Brewery in Comstock, Michigan. So while we're on the same subject, we figure let's try. We're we're in the oats category. Let's try the oats. So the Lonely Planet, this is your your oat coffee. 
Uh, oatmeal uh, porter. Oatmeal porter. With, oatmeal with porter. Yeah. Okay, with chocolate. Okay. Mm. Perfect. So open that up, Phil, if you would. And, this and is again, a, that's a yeah. take of an Oldsmobile. Oldsmobile. Yeah. And, and I just Larry have Bell. to tell you that Bell's, yeah. I, I don't think I've ever had anything from Bell's Brewery that yeah. I don't like. Larry started as a home brewer. Oh, is that right? Oh, yeah. We had him in here when he first rolled into Florida. Had him hosted his rollout here. Great guy. I'm not a great, big wheat beer company. guy, but their they're Oberon, they're one of their wheat beers, uh, one of my favorite beers ever. Mm. And that's the neat thing is the fact that there are all these craft brewers now across the country that if you go into a city, travel, you can take three, four, take a day, yeah. visit three, four, and exactly. go to their tap room, try some different things. Very cool. So this is an American Pale Ale, a Session Ale, 4.3% alcohol by volume. It's got a, I would say, a almost a light to medium Honey color. Yeah, a little straw. Look. I'll say yeah. cheers. We'll take cheers. take a taste. Hoppy. Oh, yeah. Citrusy. Wow. Mm. They use citra and amarillo hops and some mosaic hops. Malted oats. I'm not getting a lot of the oat flavor. Yeah, yeah because it's dry and the, and the the hops are right there in the very front, you know? Yeah, it surprises it's me. I thought it... It's a smooth. If you took two and put them together, the, what the difference would be the smoothness of this. Beautiful. Really good job. All right, so let us now move along to the next Dunedin Brewery specialty, their Oktoberfest beer. We're in Oktoberfest. we got to do Oktoberfest. So tell me about this particular beer. Uh, This is a uh, uh, kind of a traditional uh, Oktoberfest type of beer. It's a malty lager, uh, Marzen style. Now we say Marzen. Define that. uh, Again, I'd have to ask Mr. Bryant to help Uh, me on that. It's a, how would you say, it's a... a, um, Toasted lager, where it would be almost like a ale. It would be um, hmm, a red ale, in a way, almost a red ale, but done in the German style of a lager. You know, so it's going to have that. I don't know how to say it. It's well, like so I can toasty, tell you, just the, toastiness. The, the you know? aroma on this thing, a sweet aroma on this, almost like yeah. a, a, a melon. That's a malty, type of aroma. the maltiness in that. It's yeah. like a pilsner that has. Um, um, Toasted malt in it, actually. You get that malty flavor, but it, it goes down easily. It, it's not a, high, a super high alcohol, and uh, it, 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 it's easy to drink. Yeah. Uh, well, we'll say cheers. It's got a nice dark Especially with orange. the bratwurst. We used yeah. to do an ale, an Oktoberfest ale, and then we got to do the, the, the lagers. Lager. Oh, Take, yes. Takes more time for a lager, as yep. we know. Yep, cleaner. Oh, that is beautiful. Now, see, this is a, a lager that has flavor, body, and characteristics that the other... Lagers that we tried, the Miller Lite, the Molson uh, Canadian, d- doesn't have. This has got, this has got really, really nice, uh, nice flavor to it. Very, very pleasant. So the Oktoberfest is very, very smooth. Mm. It's okay. Fantastic. All right, next up. Very nice. Next up is the Capsaicin. The capsaicin. So yes. the Oktoberfest was very smooth. Tell me about the capsaicin. The uh, capsaicin, we do a series uh, of uh, capsaicin beers. We do one every week. We decided to do it for a year. This is number 44 out of 52. Uh, basically what we do is we take one of our existing uh, uh, beers that we've already made each week, and one of our brewers uh, adds hops or, or uh, conditions, the uh, what they call adjuncts. Uh, they add... Um, Peppers, uh, different ingredients yeah. to, to anything that's not right. Hulk's so uh, right, exactly. <laughs> uh, anything to break the rules, which is kind of what we like to do in Dunedin. Uh, All right. So this uh, this one, I am bringing up the info on it. 
This was a, a base of our red ale. Um, so we took our normal red ale that we sell. It's one of our standards. It's on all the time. And we added uh, orange zest and boot jolokia peppers, which is actually a habanero hybrid. So uh, this will have a little bit of an actual of a, a hot... Uh, uh, it'll have some heat to it. And, and people ask, like, how, how can you have beer with peppers in it? How does that work? But when you taste the beer, uh, you'll see what I mean. All and right, we, let's say cheers. We're going to taste cheers. this. We have people that come in every week just to get the capsaicin. We tap it every Monday morning. Smooth, pleasant, and the peppers just kicked in. About a 15-second sec yeah. delay. Now I get it. But not overpowering, but very, very nice. Mm. And again, this is called the Capsaicin 44. Yes. Big number 44 is a Syracuse University graduate. That is the big number for the running backs. Mm. Floyd Little, Larry Zonka, Ernie Davis, Jim Brown, maybe you've heard of him. Oh, yeah, yeah. 44, in fact, they changed the zip code of Syracuse University to 13244 <laughs> because of the importance of that number. And they retired the number nice. for a while. Now they brought it back for special running backs. So, nice, nice. lieutenants, the final and concluding segment of not only Cigar Oktoberfest, but the Cigar Oktoberfest Annual Tasting Edition show comes your way next from Dunedin Brewery. If you miss any of the general show, you can catch up anytime with the Cigar Dave mobile app. Presented by Diamond Crown. Listen to the most recent show simply by opening the app with our continuous replay. Or you can download a podcast of a past show. Search Cigar Dave in the App Store to get it. As a cigar connoisseur, one of the pleasures that we derive is walking into our retailer's humidor and seeing the latest and greatest in the world of cigars. Nine years ago, I had the idea that I wanted to share great cigars with the cigar lieutenants. So, the Officers Club was born. Every month, you will receive three fantastic premium cigars direct to your door, shipped in a very dapper Officers Club customized Ziploc cigar pouch. $22.95 per month gets you the latest and greatest in the world of cigars. No long-term contracts. You can cancel whenever you want. You enjoy great cigars right to your door. Names like Perdomo, Diamond Crown, Brickhouse, San Latano, Rocky Patel, Torano, CAO, Avo, Camacho, Greycliffe, and many more. Join the Officers Club today. Go to CigarDave.com, click on Officers Club, and for $22.95, you'll get the latest and greatest in the world of cigars. In the fertile fields of the Connecticut River Valley, there is still one cigar brand who grows their own Connecticut shade wrappers, Monte Cristo. Prized for its unique silky texture, this exquisite tobacco has now been used to craft a cigar worthy of its name, the Monte Cristo White Vintage Connecticut. Building on the legacy of the beloved Monte Cristo White series, this excellent medium to full-bodied cigar is rich, flavorful, and complex. Crafted with only the finest vintage 2008 wrapper leaves, the Monte Cristo White Vintage Connecticut Cigar has subtle notes of spices, vanilla, and hazelnuts. Packaged in a gorgeous handcrafted box, these exceptional cigars are available now at your local tobacconist. Pick up a Monte Cristo White Vintage today and experience the spirit of the valley. Surgeon General Warning. Cigar smoking can cause cancers of the mouth and throat, even if you do not inhale.
Wrapping up Cigar Oktoberfest with beer tasting maneuvers from Dunedin Brewery. Here's the Global General, Cigar Dave. All right, final few minutes as we wrap up Cigar Oktoberfest Annual Tasting Maneuvers 2016, Dunedin Brewery, Dunedin, Florida. Not far from the Cigar City, about a half mile from the Gulf of Mexico. We've got Michael Bryant, the founder and owner. We've got Phil Ross, the pub manager, and Michael's son, Michael L. Bryant, L standing for lager. Yeah, that's, that's nice me. that your dad named you after the, the beer. That's yeah, very impressive. I fermented for a little bit longer and at a colder temperature. So. Ah, very good. <laughs> exactly. Now, let's talk. This is one of the original beers you gave me, Michael, when I first met you 15 mm, yes. years ago. This is the Dunedin Brewery Apricot Peach Ale. Yes, yes. Started as actually the, the peach ale and transitioned. Transition. I'll say, first of all, the aroma is absolutely magnificent. I'll say, cheers. Oh, this is a 10, man. This is incredible. Thank you. Smooth. This is an ale, correct? Yes. 6.2% alcohol by volume. I'd never know it. Yep. Mm. It's been around and This a while. is year-round. Is this your flagship, really? One of the flagships, yeah. Most yeah. It's definitely the most popular beer we brew twofold over by everything far, else. Really? Yeah. And this is the first, the yep. original, the oldie but goodie. Yep. Outstanding. Now, you've just given me a bottle. This is called Ritual Madness. So, Michael L. Bryant, if you would be kind enough to tell us about this as I pour it. All right. Uh, Ritual Madness is actually a uh, bottle from our new project by our brewers, which is our barrel fermentation project, um, which we're calling Stations of the Craft, um, which is a play on a punk band name, um, Stations of the Crass, which is an album by the band Crass. Uh, this beer is a raspberry sour. Um, started off as a Belgian dark strong that we have aged in a Cabernet barrel uh, with red raspberries from Oregon. And then we re-ferment it with a uh, yeast called Britannomyces, which adds a little bit more of a, uh, like, citrus and fruit flavors with a mild horse blanket note, if you get that. Well, I can definitely look at the raspberry. It's got a reddish hue to it, the aroma. Let's say cheers to everyone. Cheers. Oh, yeah. Just like they do in Deutschland. <laughs> wow. So this is going to be more of a wine kind of hybrid. This is wi very whiny, very... Kind of like Hillary Clinton, a little whiny. Mm -hmm. uh, no. <laughs> They're all whiny, aren't this they? Has got, yeah. <laughs> this has got a little bit of a, almost like a sweet tart, a sourness yeah. on the back mm -hmm. of the uh, tongue. But you get the raspberry. But you're right. It's a very whiny type of beer. What's the alcohol by volume on this? Um, this one's sitting around 9%. Wow, that is unique. Definitely a sipper because of all the uh, extra oh, yeah. acidity. But the uh, you know extra, extra alcohol content kind of balances with Not it. Not for the week. Definitely not for the week. Now, I found, I always say, if I see a beer that's got an interesting name, I'm going after it. So in my travels from Duclaw Brewing in Baltimore, Maryland, Baltimore, where I used to reside after college, I couldn't resist the name and the description. Sweet Baby Jesus Chocolate <laughs> Peanut Butter Porter. Now, you had me at the chocolate. You had me at the peanut butter. But when I saw the name... I mean, I, I, their follow-up companion has to be Sweet Baby Moses. you got to have both down the road. So here's the Sweet Baby Jesus. We're going to pour this. Again, this looks like coffee straight oh, up. Yeah. We'll pour that. Almost a hue of redness to it. Michael L. will give that to you. Thank you, Dave. Wow. The aroma is peanut butter all the way. That is incredible. Oh, yeah. We'll say cheers. Let's one big round, another big round of cheers here, just like we're in Bavaria. Make a taste. Man, I think wow. that's going to replace wow. my uh, lunch today. Yeah. That is nice. You know, you get the peanut butter, you get some subtle chocolate, 
but it's not overpowering. It's not like you're drinking candy. No, you have a jam in there. But boy, it's, it's definitely noticeable. The aroma, that is amazing. <laughs> and this is this won the bronze medal in the 2004 GABF. It uh, deep brown tan head peanut butter. Oh, this is you know what this is like a this is like a Reese's peanut butter is what it smells uh, like and, yeah, and yeah. tastes like. Very very nice. Fresh. Very uh, subtle peanut butter notes. Nice chocolatey, nice roasty, medium in body. Yeah, not too this chewy. Is, no, very nice. Mm. Mm. Next up, from Shipyard Brewing, I had the pleasure of spending a half day with Bruce Forsley late uh, August at their brewing, uh, the brewery up in Portland, Maine. Very cool facility. And their Smash Pumpkin and their uh, Pumpkin Head, two of their big, big well-known beers. And they are now national and this is one of their big, big releases this time of year, the Smash Pumpkin. 9% alcohol by volume. We'll say yeah, cheers. They do a good job. They always do a good job. Mm. That is excellent. Very yeah. smooth. Michael Bryant, founder, owner, Dunedin Brewing, Phil Ross, pub manager, Michael L. Bryant, one of the master brewers, Dunedin mm. Brewing. Gentlemen, thank you all for your hospitality. Michael. Again, goes very quickly. I still got about 20 more, but over the next probably three months, lieutenants and alphas, I will get to these guaranteed. Cigar Dave, the general, reminding you that every single one of these beers, the descriptions, the pictures at CigarDave.com. You can hear the entire show at CigarDave.com and on the mobile app. Cigar Dave, the general, saying, Mayor Humidor always be full. Mayor Cutter always be sharp. Mayor Ashby, extra, extra long. Semper Delictatio, always pleasure. Long live the alpha. Make America great again. Vote Trump. Vote early. Vote often, often, often. <laughs>